Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, May 5th. It's Greg and Steph. Steph, how's life? Life is good. Still cutting your grass? Yeah, well, yeah. Like just crazy? It, and, the, and the dandelions are yes, terrible. Yes, I sprinkled that stuff on it, and hopefully yeah. it will kill them. You did it yourself. Well, yeah. Spray it yourself. Huh? I well, spray there you it. go. I, dr- I right, drove that right, thing around right. and sprayed yeah. it out. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's pretty wild <laughs> how the grass grows this time of the year. I, I feel it. like all I do sometimes is cut grass. How many times a week do you do it? Well, I'm doing it about every five days. Okay. But, um, yeah, you get to that fourth, fifth day, and yeah. it doesn't even look like you've mowed in yeah. a month, you yeah. know? It's so a good time of year, though. It's good stuff, absolutely. absolutely. But, hey, we are blessed today to have in studio one of my dearest friends in this world, Jeff Aww. Mayfield. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having hey, me. Jeff. I enjoyed coming over and hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Back. And so, Jeff, uh, I want to dive in just kind of on a personal level for you and for me. Our friendship is probably most rooted in in our time together at Lincoln Christian University. Um, I started as a student as I think you moved back to the Lincoln area. And, you know, you were assistant basketball coach the two years that I was a part of the team. And then we had the opportunity uh, to work together for uh, the seven years that I was at Lincoln Christian at the time college. And uh, you had been in admissions as I was coming into admissions and were able to kind of mentor me in that. And our alma mater is going through some pretty big changes. And so, just wanted to throw that out. Um, I don't even know if the uh, the listening audience is even aware of what is happening, but Lincoln Christian University has made the decision to kind of go away from the traditional undergraduate residential model. Uh, they still will offer undergraduate degrees, but it's going to be more of a, you know no cafeteria, no dorms. They're really kind of focusing primarily on a seminary model where they're training people with master's degrees, but then they also are really wanting to try to connect with local churches and try to find partners, you know, that that will allow their their professors and their leaders to come and to teach. And Steph, we've had great, mm-hmm. you know, blessing from David Upchurch yeah, uh, has been with us. I, I, what's he preached three times, maybe three I want to say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm excited about where that might mm-hmm. go. But Jeff, as a longtime Lincoln guy, um, what's your thought, man? Yeah, I mean it's a pretty wild uh, time for the for the college mm-hmm. for the university uh, right now. Um, I think that this model has worked in different places around the country and around the world. So I certainly, you know, am hopeful uh, that it will. Um, I guess the thing that I'm concerned about and a little bit uh, sad about is that so many people like the two of us were able to go to a place where it wasn't just what we learned from the professors, Mm -hmm. but it was the on-campus community. Yeah. The the friendships that we made. I mean, many of our friends are, we can trace back to those days and the way that God has used, um, uh, professors and the uh, things that we learned while we were at Lincoln. Yeah. Um, we're using in ministry today. We're using, I hope, to advance his kingdom. Right. And that's the sad part for me mm-hmm. is that people won't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you were a basketball coach for how long? Um, I coached on and off for about 20 years. Okay. 
Well, I know that one of the the players that you coached, I won't name his name, don't have his permission, but he now works for a very famous restaurant in the Indianapolis area. And you and I were able to take in the Big Ten tournament. It didn't go so well from an Illinois perspective. Those stinking <laughs> Indiana Hoosiers beat us. Right. But we walked over. Yeah, I know, Steph, you're smiling <laughs> yeah, from ear to ear. You're hurting, yeah. But um, we walked over to say hello to this person, and I've not seen him in, in a decade. I mean, it's been a long time, and you haven't seen him a ton, yeah. but I just noticed in his face just how he lit up just because of the impact that you had with him and the way you poured into him. And, I mean, what did you coach him, 20 years ago? I mean, yeah. a long time ago. Well, and I know? think that's the beauty of those different kinds of clubs and organizations and teams and stuff like that. There's a bonding. Um, you know, I've heard it said, and I don't think it equates uh, exactly, but I've heard it said it's very similar to the military yeah. uh, situation, and there's a closeness that we have yeah. that um, – I think few people really understand. Yeah, yeah. Steph, now you were a Christian college mm-hmm. attendee, mm-hmm. Cedarville. Cedarville. Is that right? College, and now it's Cedarville University. Do you still, do you have that kind of same uh, perspective that maybe Jeff and I have about this, do. the community and just? I do. I mean, yeah. I you got I got a psychology degree there, but what I. I feel like what I really learned was my two summers worth of traveling with music teams around the country and you yeah. know, around the world. And I feel like that's where my, you know, deep friendships were formed and really a lot of life lessons were learned. I mean, I got the yeah. book knowledge and got a degree, but I got life lessons by doing life with those, yeah. those smaller, you know, groups of people like you're talking about a, a basketball team or mm-hmm. a, a music team or, you know, and, yeah. and that's the sad part. That I think for Lincoln, you, you lose a lot of that yeah. you're going to get a degree right you'll, right you'll get a piece of paper you get a lot of knowledge but yeah. you won't get those experiences and is that where you got your passion for worship yeah, and doing, yeah. yeah i yeah. wasn't trained to do this so but i learned a lot about working together vocally with groups and so i would say that's where i got most of my education was on the road <laughs> you know when i first met you I'm, I'm recollecting i think someone had posted on your facebook page a couple pictures from your cedarville travel <laughs> uh-huh. days so we may have to resurrect those and share oh. those on the direct line uh facebook page what if do you I think can find them i don't yeah. even know where they are because this but would be what like mid eight late 80s early 90s early ni- yeah early yeah. 90s yeah. yeah so you know for me i had someone ask me not long ago why do i have such a passion for new england and i do i mean there's no doubt about it well it was rooted in a trip mm-hmm. my sophomore mm-hmm. year professor dan Clymer invited me to be a part of a group i think there was 50 marla and i were a part of that mm-hmm. trip mm-hmm. we worked with a small struggling church londonderry christian church spent a lot of time at manchester christian church manchester's i think they've changed their name i think they have a different name now yeah, but i'm not even sure one, what it is i think it's one church i think maybe. it might be but i mean they're one of the largest churches mm. in, in that area but um you know it was just seeing the need realizing that my history of growing up in the bible belt that's not reality mm-hmm. all over the country right, and right. Um, i've never relocated there but now my daughter lives right. there and they're planting churches in boston so just um those those seeds that are being planted mm-hmm. and being watered um but i'm i'm optimistic i'm hopeful that uh they will be able to to make this work long term but i think you look at uh the, the lives that have been impacted uh just a really challenging time. One more thing I want to throw out about that is we are working to get David Upchurch from Lincoln Christian University to our church for an evening kind of update sometime in mm-hmm. early June. And that's going to be something that our mission team's really, uh, you know, wanting to, to lead. But that would be something.
something anyone that maybe is an alum or has a connection with Lincoln mm -hmm. would be able to attend. So we're not sure when that's going to be yet. We're looking at maybe a Wednesday evening, but um, it's just things change, buddy. They do. But, uh, you know, I think I'm really hopeful for the church uh, during this time because God still has a great plan, I think, for his people. Yeah. And I think it's going to put more responsibility on us as right. churches right. Uh, to find ways to uh, promote and advance his kingdom. And I, yeah. I think we have to be more creative, more innovative. Right. Um, we have to bring more people uh, in, and um, I, yeah. I think it'll be a good opportunity for us. Yep. So we'll see where it rolls. But I uh, feel bad for those freshmen that oh. go, you know, they don't get the experience yeah. of cafeteria food. Yeah. <laughs> right. The freshman 15. Right, I mean, right, right. I'm kind of teasing about cafeteria food. But. Well, but, but you know, <laughs> honestly, uh, as bad as it was, I spent a lot of time building friendships, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, in, yeah. in the cafe. Many a night they kicked us out because they wanted to go home. They cleaned mm -hmm. all the dishes mm -hmm. and, you know, head on out mm -hmm. and, um, you know, things change, unfortunately. So that's true. We'll see where it rolls. Well, hey, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I want to get a little more serious. Um, there was a huge, huge leak that happened at the Supreme Court this week mm -hmm. on Monday evening related to a case that the Supreme Court um, has already heard oral arguments for Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health and Roe versus Wade. You know, that landmark decision 49 years ago to legalize abortion across the country is kind of up for grabs. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about this issue on direct line, and I'm pretty passionate about this issue. But I want to pick your brains and I want to share some of the reactions that are taking place and see what we think uh, the future might hold. Instead, don't let me forget to give an update about the Women's Care Clinic Celebration for Life that took place last yeah. Thursday night. So you're listening to Direct Line. It's our friend Jeff Mayfield with Greg and Steph. It's Thursday, May 5. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home and Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 
260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Good morning. Welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie and Greg with Jeff Mayfield on the Cinco de Mayo, as you reminded me when we were off the air. So are you going to go out for tacos or uh, I, anything I after? It, I always like Taco Wednesday or <laughs> yeah. Taco Friday, Taco yeah. Sunday. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. This is Taco Thursday, I okay. guess, when, we, when yeah. we air this. That's right. So yes. I'm glad yes. that you're here with us today. Thank you. So, Greg, you said you wanted me to remind yeah. you about an update. Yeah, you want to so, do that now for so the Women's Care Clinic? Last Thursday night yeah. was the annual Celebration for Life and... Um, the Women's Care Clinic announced our new executive director, mm-hmm. yep. Mariah Hansen. I don't know if people were surprised or not because Mariah's really stepped up sure. since uh, Bethany Hager stepped away to focus on her uh, law practice. Right. And just kind of a FYI, next week we will actually be live in studio on Thursday, May 12th, and mm-hmm. Bethany is going to be oh, with good. us for uh, for a large portion of that morning. I really want to pick her brain right. on what is happening. But, you know, the goal that night was to raise $150,000. And when okay. when Ryan Harris shared that, my, my eyes got pretty big because uh, and I probably should have known that. But that just seems like a, big you know, number. a huge amount. But, man, we're really close to that. Uh, we got an update this week and uh, just so thankful for the work of the Women's right. Care Clinic. I loved the celebration for life on many levels. But I think my favorite part of it was the choir that oh, you put together. Good. What would you call I it, a legacy choir? What would you they, call it? I think it? they called it an impact choir. Okay. And I yeah. really didn't have anything to do with it. Molly yeah. Goodwin and, and the gals at the clinic really got them together. So, yeah. But I, I was I was glad to get to know some of those people and yeah. guys and gals and kids. And you sang a pro-life song. Yeah, by uh, Matthew, Matthew West. Matthew West, which I'd never heard that song. Well, Is Matthew, it old? I, I don't know when it was. I don't know. It was called Un... Un, Unpl- was it un- unplanned or not? <laughs> there's one called unplanned, and then there's yeah. another. That's not the one we yeah. sang. We oh, sang another okay. un something. But he's got, he has oh. a couple of different um, uh, abortion uh, kind of pro life yeah pro life songs. Yeah. So and he's uh, a Central Illinois guy. Is he? You know? Oh yeah, yeah, I know yeah. That. And I just. Uh, man, I just love that. But I, I love the whole evening. I thought just the untold. opportunity. That's untold. What it was. untold. Okay, yeah. Unplanned, untold, yeah. both by Matthew West. Yeah, but um, you know, this issue of life, this issue uh, that every life matters is really coming to the mm-hmm. forefront. So I'm going to go legal nerd for just a minute just to kind of <laughs> explain what, what has happened. But uh, Mississippi passed a law couple of years ago banning abortions after 15 weeks mm-hmm. and they were sued and um uh, initially uh the the law was ruled unconstitutional and b- basically with roe versus wade and um planned parenthood versus casey basically i think um is it 22 weeks is basically abortion is now protected nationwide up to 22 weeks of pregnancy. So they, they ruled that it was unconstitutional and the, the Dobbs case, they, they appealed to the Supreme court. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically in early December, that there was the oral arguments that took place mm-hmm. and following the oral arguments, we had Bethany on and she said, really, there's three things that can come out of this case. One thing is they can say that law is unconstitutional and abortion must reign. They don't think that's going to happen, but that's one option. Option number two would be that they would say it's acceptable for states to have specific laws limiting abortion after a certain amount of time. And they would basically say the new line in the sand is 15 weeks, which would be a little short of four months. The third option, and this is what many were pushing for as this case went before the Supreme Court, is that it would actually overrule Roe versus Wade and uh, Planned Parenthood Casey. And 
basically throw the issue of abortion back to the states. And Bethany had shared with us that she thought it was probably going to be that middle ground, that it was probably going to be upholding Dobbs, but still keeping um, much of Roe in place nationwide. But on Monday night, mm -hmm. a brief leaked from the Supreme Court, just an egregious, mm -hmm. egregious act of sabotage that basically revealed that Justice Samuel Alito has written a majority opinion and four other justices have signed off on it, mm -hmm. Clarence Thomas and uh, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett, that would overturn Roe versus Wade mm -hmm. in KC Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. and basically take the issue back to the states. And they're mm -hmm. saying this is the first time in the history of the Supreme Court that something this egregious has happened. Um, people are absolutely losing their minds, quite frankly. Um, you know, our president this week spoke, which I thought was just incredibly inappropriate, saying that he wants to do whatever he can to codify road, uh, row through the legislature. Um, you know, you have all kinds of calls to expand the Supreme Court this week, mm -hmm. to undo the filibuster this week. And so um, I guess just your thoughts on this issue. I mean, Steph, I know you and I have talked a lot mm -hmm. about it. Uh, I have unashamedly said that for a long time I've been praying that Roe versus Wade would be overturned. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it won't really affect things in Illinois. Mm -hmm. Abortion's still going right. to be, right. you know, alive and well, sadly, in the state of Illinois. Mm -hmm. But any thoughts as this news is kind of broken? I gave you a couple articles to read. Anything jump out at you? What do you think? Well, I think it's very alarming and concerning, like you said, that, I mean, who did the leaking and how does that, how is that going to affect, you know, the uh, integrity of the courts? And, um, I, you know, I, the articles that you sent me and I read talked about how they can change their votes and they trade or oh, they yeah. trade. And I'm yeah. thinking, what 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 is going on there? And probably has been going on for yeah. ever, yeah. I guess, in the history of the court. But it sure is a scary thing when, like, pressure. like you just said, the pressure that's yeah. coming um, to change what they really truly believe. Yeah. Um, that's to me that's more concerning and alarming than whichever way it, Roe versus Wade goes, whatever they decide to do with it. The one thing about the Supreme Court that they've said historically is that it has really stayed away from politics, and that. When, when you have the opportunity to serve at the Supreme Court, it is considered kind of the ultimate honor. And that from justice to clerk to secretary across the board, mm -hmm. you know, you hold this institution in the highest regard. And they're saying this is the, you know, the single greatest act of sabotage. And they're saying it's probably soiled, and I'm using that word on purpose, soiled the Supreme Court's legacy forever. And wrap your brain around that. Uh, yeah. You know? It'll be interesting to see what kind of a litmus test this really is. But I, I think no matter what happens, and Greg, you laid out like the three possibilities there. Um, I think no matter what happens, um, so obviously there's going to be a lot of work done before the decision comes down. Yeah. Um, we need to be on the side of love. When I say we, I'm talking about the church. I'm yeah. talking about brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. We want to be on the side of love. We're uh, living in a time where there is so much hatred yeah. Um, anger, dissension. yeah, dissension, bitterness, uh, division, you know, what have you. Yeah. Um, people need to look somewhere yeah. where there is love. And, you know, I have always said I love everyone. I love the women. Right. I love the babies. Right. I love the men who are involved in these situations. Yeah. And it's going to give the church one of the greatest opportunities ever. Yeah. I think no matter what happens here to show that we really believe 
uh, what the scriptures say and what we believe God says about this issue. We, we know that he created life, so right. he loves life and right. he wants life. Um, but will we really rise to the occasion and surround people who are going through these are difficult times yeah. when they're going through these difficult times will we rise to the occasion and let love win the day yeah and and that's the question because one of the charges we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago with mariah and emily from the women's care clinic one of the charges about the pro-life community is all you care about is the womb you care about saving the life in the womb and then you don't do anything after that life. I don't think that's fair. No, I don't think I, and so I think the women's care clinic is mm -hmm. a living example mm -hmm. of how they're walking with women mm -hmm. and men. Mm -hmm. You know, our friend Molly Goodwin's working mm -hmm. with the ties program with men, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just so much good is happening along mm -hmm. those lines. But Jeff, you're exactly right. If all we're looking for is a political victory, we're missing the point. I heard someone a long time ago say the ultimate goal of the pro-life movement should not be to make abortion illegal it should be to make abortion unthinkable and that only happens when hearts are changed exactly that only unfolds Steph you look like you were about to say something well, no I, I think these are two different issues I think there's the the abortion issue and what do we do with with people who have experienced one or are considering one right and and the political side of this I right. mean what a mess yeah and how a does train that, wreck yeah yeah i mean the, yeah. everything is saying it's unprecedented that became our word you know during COVID. it's unprecedented yep. well this is yeah. unprecedented yeah. and i think it's a scary place to be at in our in our country's history yeah. we'll look back and say yeah. this leak whoever did it and, yeah. and i mean what are the ramifications well, what happens do they will find we out ever who know it is? Will, will we, we know? ever know what do you think I don't, you know i don't think yeah. we will ever know yeah. but yeah it's unfortunate that yeah. our country based you know th those men and women um you know take the oath or whatever they do and they they want to uphold the constitution and right. i don't know how you can uphold it when yeah. um you can't trust the system yeah. and and how the protocol of how, how you come to a decision and how you make your own decision there's two theories on why the leak took place and the theory that was making the rounds monday night and tuesday morning is that it was somebody that would be more left-leaning more pro-abortion that leaked it in order to put massive pressure mm -hmm. on you know the kavanaugh's and the Gore and the Coney Barrett's, the new conservative justices. Because if they just flip one of them, things could change. And you talked about, has it happened before? Way back in 1992, when um, Roe had only been around 19 years, there was this Planned Parenthood versus Casey case. And the, the, the legend says that up to the week before the decision was decided, it was going to be a 5-4 decision overturning Roe versus Wade. And a Supreme Court justice, Anthony Kennedy, flipped literally in the last week. And so the thought was that's what's happening is they're trying to get one of the justices to flip. Now, there's a new theory that's made its way around on Wednesday morning, and that is that that's not the case at all, that it's actually coming from someone on the conservative side of things because this brief was written in February. We're now in early May, and that what's happened in those three months is that one of the five has flipped, and that they're putting that out there to now put pressure on them from the other side of things to stay true to what the vote was in February. And, and here's the thing: we don't know, right? And aren't they even? Some people are even calling for them to make the make it right final this week. There are right? many that have said the only legitimate thing to do at this point for everybody is to announce the decision today. Or Friday, you know, May 6th, something along those lines. Now, others have pushed back and said, if you do that, they win. Mm. If you do that, you have set this up to be future behavior when a decision's going to be made that they don't 
care for, you know. So uh, I find it fascinating. Did you, well, you obviously yeah. read yeah. the article. Did you read this article, Jeff? What yeah. Americans really think about yeah. abortion? Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of stunned, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. It's saying that surveys suggest that many Americans don't even know that Roe dealt with abortion. So they're right. asking all of these questions and people are giving their opinions yeah. and they don't even know what they're actually talking about. Does that I mean, surprise you, though, honestly? That does um, not surprise me one lick. But it's a what surprises me is that they'll take those numbers and tell us things that this is what Americans want. We right. Americans want abortion on yeah. demand right. when technically they're saying they they most people do not. Right. The majority do not want that. Right. But they don't even know what they're right. <laughs> they don't even know what they're talking about. I, I guess that surprises me. Well, like sixty five percent say they do not want Roe reversed. Is that Correct. right? Right. But forty nine percent. Are, th- there's a split, 49-49, on whether abortion should be legal or right, not. So it doesn't even make— so It's a disconnect. It, a, a huge disconnect. And what yeah. jumped out at me is that Gallup had did a poll recently that found only 28% of Americans favor allowing abortion in months 4, 5, and 6, and that only 13% of Americans favor abortion in the final three months of pregnancy. And yet, in the great state of Illinois— if you're eight months and three weeks pregnant, right. you can go get your abortion today in New York, in California, in New Jersey, in these deep, deep blue states. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's exactly what's playing out. And so I think there is a huge confusion and disconnection mm-hmm. that is out there mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Yep, you know, sure and, I, and I think both sides, both political sides will use this to try to capitalize and to fundraise for the you know midterm elections that are going to take place mm-hmm. this fall. But I go back, Jeff, to what you said. I think ultimately, if you're a person of faith and a person that you know believes that every life matters, we, we got to say, what can we practically do today well, to make a difference? And especially in light of what Stephanie just said a few minutes ago about people, uh, ladies that have had an abortion, maybe yeah. considering one or yeah. whatever, you know, I want them to know that our churches stand poised. Yep. We have our arms open. We we welcome you into our midst. We want to love on you. Right. You know, we have Mother's Day coming up this weekend. And for a lot of women, Mother's Day is not a happy, uh, celebrative occasion, right. but it could be. Right. And that's what that's the message that I hope that that they can hear from the, this kind of a program today is that God loves them. We love them. And are we perfect? Heck no. But we're going to try our best yeah. to um, um to get around them and yeah. to uh, support and encourage them every step of the way through this journey. Yep. We've got a future episode. I don't know if it's going to be in June or July, but we're going to hear from two women, one in our community, one not in our community that I have a connection with from my days in Clinton, who their story is they're post-abortive. Mm-hmm. And they both work with an organization called Deeper Still, and it is in existence to help women who have struggled Uh, many have struggled for years with a decision that they made many times when they were young and the reality is they're saying we have found healing and we want to help others find healing so you know more about this next week when bethany Mm -hmm. is with us but um it's definitely the news story of the week by the time bethany comes it could could be it could be decided or you know what a mess it could be it'll be interesting to get their you know take on it yeah nothing else yeah Mm -hmm. that's right that's right well hey let's go to break when we come back did you hear about the department of homeland security's disinformation board Okay, interesting (laughs) times in the United States of America. You are listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this.
Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, May 5, Cinco de Mayo. Uh, welcome to Direct Line. We're so thankful that you're listening with us today. Greg and Steph and my good friend Jeff Mayfield from Leroy Christian Church is with us. And Stephanie, um, a highlight of my week every week is that we get to do Direct Line. I yeah. love it. It's so much fun, <laughs> but we couldn't do it without some incredible and long-term sponsors who we say and thank you to. We're thankful for Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tankwash, and the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home. Good people, and yeah. I would encourage you, if you love Direct Line and you know these folks, tell them thank you, mm-hmm. patronize their businesses, if, mm-hmm. if that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, just thankful for each and every one of them. Well, Steph, last week we talked about Elon Musk right. and the purchase of Twitter. Right. And, uh, you know, the Are reaction. Are you still tweeting? Um, I am, actually. Okay, I am. There? I'm trying right. to tweet with... Uh, What's the word with salt and light? <laughs> okay. With grace, with peace, with mercy. But um, yeah, Twitter, uh, it's amazing how uh, some are losing their minds and some think that it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't think either is the, the legitimate response. You know what I mean? I think this is a social media platform mm-hmm. and I think life's going to go on just fine right. one way or another. <laughs> but something really did grab my eye, my attention this mm-hmm. week is that the Department of Homeland Security announced that they are putting together a disinformation board and it's going to be led uh, by a 33-year-old progressive by the name of Nina Jankowitz. And uh, if you are a social media person, you can find videos of her uh, singing to the Mary Poppins tune, uh, all kinds of shots at 
conservatives that are out there, but um, I'm pretty concerned about what this possibly might look like. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do we make of this idea that we need to have a disinformation board? And more to the point, who gets to decide what's legit and what is not legit? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, you you look at, you know, some of the the big news stories of of the last several years. uh, Some were labeled misinformation Mm -hmm. and now they're coming around and Mm -hmm. saying, well, yeah, actually, we got that wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, that is true. Uh, I, I don't think we should be propagating falsehood, but I also think that it's just really easy to say, well, that's a lie. Well, that's not true. You know. Uh, there may be people that were listening to segment two of direct line and they're just passionately pro-choice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just mm-hmm. passionately pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. And they may say those statistics that we threw out. Well, th- that's disinformation. I, I don't accept that as truth. Who gets to decide? Well, the, the train is definitely off the tracks. Uh, Greg, you've used a phrase before that the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. That's what I see when I see stuff like this going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, let the facts speak for themselves. You know, yeah. they, they always tell us to follow the facts, follow the law, follow the science. Yeah. Let's let that happen. Yeah. Rather than having all these different ideological groups come up and try to tell us yeah. or reinvent or reconfigure history in some way. It's just crazy to now, me. The cynic would say, which science are you going to follow? Yes. You know? Yes. I, I mean, seriously, because... You know, during COVID, and again, I want to throw a lot of grace toward people because most of us had never been through a worldwide pandemic before. But, you know, I remember when people were coming out and they were saying that that kind of surgical cloth mask that you're wearing does nothing with Omicron. And their tweets were banned and, you know, it was labeled disinformation and unhelpful. And guess what they're saying now? They're saying if you don't have an N95 mask... It's really not doing anything mm-hmm. with Omicron. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. what do we do with that? I mean, who gets to decide? I, I just, I, to me, it's really troubling in the United States of America where um, this could potentially, like you said, take things drastically off the track. Steph, you look like you have thoughts. Well, I am thinking back to the most basic of science, yeah. male and female. Yeah. And yeah. now there's yeah. a lot of other genders. Right. And right. I mean, I don't agree with that. Right. I believe there's male and I believe there's female. Right. And but but sci- the scientists are telling us there are yeah. multiple right. many genders right. to choose from. And we're going right. to start teaching it to your right. four and five year old. And um, right. so, yeah, I want to follow the science. But yeah, the science that you're proposing is not even the science that I believe in. But that's so, what I'm saying is yeah. who's science? That's what you know? I know. Yeah, that's what at I'm the saying. End of the day, and who gets to decide that? I just to me it. You know, I, I heard, you know, a government official not long ago, you know, make the case that science has decided, that was the statement that was made uh, along these lines, that the best thing you can do for an adolescent going through uh, possible gender dysphoria mm-hmm. is uh, puberty blockers. You know, science has decided that's the answer. Well, I don't accept that. I don't think that's right. You know, I, I, I know I've heard others that say that's absolutely not the case. And so uh, I just think we're, we're in dangerous territory. I really do. And I think it makes us have to be a lot more careful about what we say and yeah. what we embrace. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we 
are not to be out there just um, disseminating our opinions and our ideas and our thoughts and all that kind of thing. I was reading a great thing in uh, Franklin Graham's new book, um, through uh, through his eyes or through my father's eyes, something like that. Yeah. He uh, he said that his father, when he preached, rather than sharing ideas mm-hmm. or you know this will be my science or this will mm-hmm. be my idea or whatever, yeah. he was careful to always say, God says, the Bible says, the Scripture says, yeah. because he felt like there needed to be an absolute source, an right. absolute truth that we could all go to yeah. to answer those questions that you just Steph, that you just mentioned. And yeah. I really found value and encouragement in that. I love it. Yeah, but a lot of people in the world are going to say, True. "I don't believe in God," and True. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't think the government is the is the one that should be telling us what we're going to listen to. I, right. I think right. more government is more problems. Right. Yes. Bigger right. government is bigger problems. Right. What did Ronald Reagan say? The the nine scariest words yeah. in the history of the world are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Something along those right. lines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll see where this goes. Yeah. But um, I, I found that troubling. And again, we'd love to know what you think. Uh, reach out to us, Greg at secondchurch.com, Stephanie at secondchurch.com. I think, Jeff, too, I mean, what you said in the previous segment, whether you are someone who believes in masks, the science of masks or not, or whether you believe in the science of two genders or multiple genders, whoever comes into into contact with us, God told us to love them. Absolutely. Whatever, yes. they're, Absolutely. whatever they believe and whatever they think. So I think you hit the nail on the head with that. All of these other things are, you know... <laughs> There are other things, yes. but and we have to deal with people. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's hard sometimes to love people that disagree with you on very basic but big things like gender. I, you know, that's a big thing, um, but it is possible to love them. Yeah, and I think you're right that that's what we have to focus on. And, it, and it's so easy to go the other direction. It's so easy to jump into my political bent. Right. This is my side of the aisle. Uh, I'm right. I'm this gonna is, win. Yeah, this is what you need to listen to. You need to follow my, you know, my words and my speech and my sermons and yeah. all this kind of thing, rather than stepping back and saying it's not about winning the argument. Right. It's how can I love this person? How can I serve this person? How can I make our community better yeah. in the long run. You're not going to win very many people in a short uh, 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 argument. argument. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And yeah. So, well, you know what Andy Stanley says about that? He said, you really have two choices. You can make a point or you can make a difference. But you probably can't do both, Yeah, you know, depending yeah. on how you go about it. Yeah. And I wrestle with that mm-hmm. because I think part of what we do, especially you and I, Jeff, with the, the weekly proclamations and the lessons is I, I think there has to be an educational aspect to things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if we never talk about this, if we never addressed issues mm-hmm. like this, mm-hmm. th- that's a miss. You know, mm-hmm. that's an absolute mm-hmm. miss. But I also think at the end of the day, I got to make sure that I'm speaking primarily as a follower of Jesus Mm -hmm. and not as right-leaning, left-leaning, you know, this party, that party. And I don't know that I always do that well. Yeah, and I would say, I would add a third point. I don't have the following that Andy Stanley has, but make a (laughs) point. Well, it's close. Make a point, make a, a, a difference. I would say make a friend. I was going to say the same thing. I I was always given a job when I was at Lincoln that, you know, like say my last seven years, I was a fundraiser. But I always told people, no, that's really not true. I'm really a friend raiser. raiser. Mm -hmm. You know, by having a long-term relationship, you don't know how God will use a certain situation to advance his kingdom. Right. 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 That's good stuff. 
Well, hey. I'm not really interested in getting, being friends with the disinformation governance board. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'll come into contact you're, you're with gonna them. You're not going to apply for no, a role with them? Okay. And I'm probably not going to read what they say yeah, and tell right. me to think either. So. Right, right. Well, good stuff, definitely. And I think great minds think alike because you were both thinking friends, of that same yes. thing. So there you go. Well, hey, we're going to go to break. We've got one final segment. It is Thursday, May 5. Jeff Mayfield, Stephanie, and Greg, you're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie and Greg and Jeff. And on the Cinco de Mayo, if you were going to go out and get tacos right now, where would you, where would you go? <laughs> Jeff, do you have a favorite yeah, Mexican I, I place? Do. I do. I would go to El Quesador, which is right there in beautiful downtown Leroy, okay. right downtown. Okay. And uh, Javier and their crew, they do an awesome job. And I would recommend people go there. Nice. So I like all the Mexican places, but my favorite, I don't even know the name of it, but it's by the old Big R building up north. Yeah. You know what I'm talking I about? I do. Do you know the name I of it? I can't remember okay. the name of it. But either, that's but my favorite okay. go-to. I love yeah. how they prepare their shrimp. They ah. have a shrimp, cheese, and rice dish uh-huh. that's out of this world. Cool. But what about you? Oh, you know, I would go to La Pot or yeah. El Toro. I mean, yeah. they're right there together. So I like your place in Covington. I've yeah. eaten there many mm-hmm. times. Agave I think that's Azul. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Pretty good. So yeah. the problem is right now I'm trying to uh, shed a couple pounds. <laughs> and so I'm trying Me to too. stay away from the, the heavy stuff. Yeah. And uh, can I just tell you, at 52 and almost 53, it is a lot harder to shed those pounds than mm-hmm. it was 10, 20 years ago. I know it. And it's disappointing. 
And well, it's I, I've actually done it. I have shed a few. I don't know whether you can tell or not, I but can. I have. And my A1C has come down. Yeah. I'm diabetic, so okay. that's what I'm working on. That's the number I care yeah. about more than the pounds. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I did notice it, but I have always been afraid <laughs> to say that to a woman. Yeah, it's probably a good idea not to. <laughs> I, I had a just a life-changing thing happen to me when I was 16. What did you do? Um, <laughs> I'm just embarrassed to say this, but um, we were at church. We were getting ready for our live nativity scene, and I went up to a woman. And I'm just so stupid because she wasn't married, and I should have known that was the case. But I asked her when she was due, and she looked at me like I had two noses. And I should have just left it alone, but I said, no, no, no. When's the baby coming? And uh, so I've stopped ever bringing up weight. I've had that happen to me, too. People have asked me, and I just i am like, well... The yeah. baby came about 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. But I would just say I have weight noticed around. way to go. Well, but That's my awesome. A1C is what I'm really working on. So you can't eat the chips when you're working on yeah. that. So, oh. you know? so I don't know a lot about what is A1C. I don't even know what that is. It's your long-term, like, where your sugar level is over a longer period of time. Not like okay. your daily sugar, but it measures gotcha. like three months at a time. So. you have to do, like, blood takes? Is that how you do it? Is uh, that no, how you well, find they, out you about go, it? Or not? You have to have a blood test done. Okay, That's you're not doing it at home. No. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. How did we get on that? I don't know. <laughs> Tacos got us there. We've never talked about A1C <laughs> on direct line ever. You no, know? but it probably wouldn't be a bad segment to bring yeah. in some health people, yeah. some, yeah. Of, your, some yeah. of your nurses here, yeah. maybe a doctor or two, yeah. and talk about those kinds of things. I know diabetes is one of the worst things in America. Mm-hmm. Americans eat horribly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm eating rabbit food now. That's yeah. what I'm eating. Yeah. Well, good for Broccoli you. Broccoli and yeah. cauliflower. Yeah, I'm still not yeah. eating healthy. That's my problem. Uh, so uh, well. anyway. but All right. Hey, um, that, that's a great segue, though, to talk about mental health. And Sunday was Mental Health Awareness Sunday at Second Church. Um, I got to tell you, I don't know that I have heard more feedback Mm. on a Sunday since I've been at Second Church than I've heard since Sunday. Is it good or bad? Oh, across the board. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I was pretty transparent. Mm-hmm. We shared yes. Jim Russell, yep. which I thought that was just a treasure trove of information. If you missed direct line last week, go back. Mm-hmm. Jim was with us for about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I just yesterday had three different people come up to me and specifically mm-hmm. say, you were speaking to me. Your T-shirt, we had T-shirts that mm-hmm. said I'm fine, was speaking to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just a reminder that we have to lean in as a church, not push away. Mm-hmm. Um, I really felt like uh, a fish out of water in mm-hmm. just preparing, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. uh, So I don't know. What were your thoughts? Well, I loved how you mentioned several people in Scripture that really dealt with either depression or despair or fear. Yeah. And really, I think those are the underlying things that a lot of us deal with. Now, yeah. I mean, we may not have a medical, uh, a psychological diagnosis, but right. a lot of us deal with those, you know, anxiety and depression and fear. Yeah. And so I loved how you told us about people in the Bible that dealt with it. It's yeah. not just us. It's not today. It's a lifelong, right. ever since sin, yeah. <laughs> ever since sin, we all struggle. Yeah. And I think the biggest takeaway for me, and Jeff, you can speak to this, is um, we, when we find ourselves, and I've been there before, mm-hmm. we have to choose community over isolation or aloneness. Mm-hmm. And we have to be willing to reach out to resources that are available. And I think so many times we think, man, I got this. I think guys especially, mm-hmm. there's that pride factor. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I love the power of community. I, I think too, as Americans, it's something that um, we probably struggle with maybe more than some other uh, people groups around the world. Yeah. We have this mentality that we pull ourselves up by our mm-hmm. bootstraps. Mm-hmm. We put we put on the work boots and the work gloves, and yeah. I don't need anybody. I can do it myself. And yeah. uh, I think you're right. I think the community, the the uh, the friendships, can get you through 
both good and bad times. Right, right. Um, hey, are you a Wordle guy? Do you no. play oh, Wordle? Here no. we go. Okay, so I had my best Wordle ever. We're recording on Wednesday morning. Steph, I did it in 45 seconds. That never happens to me. I got it in two. Well, I did on Monday, and you didn't say anything to me. Well, I said <laughs> you've been amazing. No, you didn't. Uh, I have. I have. You did. It, it, it was not even a word uttered. Propped you up. On Monday, I did it in two, yeah, and yeah. the total how much silence. Time, how much time did it take I you? I don't know. I didn't know we were supposed to be doing that. Is that now part of the competition? <laughs> well, when I get it in 45 seconds, it is. Gee whiz. Yeah, we've got a Good little for you. You thread. are magnificent. Thank you. I've been waiting for that all morning long. When you get it in two, Maddle, Wordle says magnificent. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going right. to show you Wordle okay. because it actually has been good for my brain yes. uh -huh. and so on my morning walk i've started doing it mm -hmm. and i'm actually better when i'm out and i'm walking really? than when i'm sitting on my couch huh. drinking coffee and i don't know why that is you know there's probably someone that could give a reason why but blood is flowing is that what it is I you think, think i don't know yeah so anyway but i'm going to show you wordle dude okay and you take <laughs> that right. home to melinda okay. and just call him magnificent it's good today, stuff yeah so. hey do you remember when we talked about dave Chappelle? And the controversy with his Netflix comedy show. I don't know if you remember, don't remember that or not. That. You know the name Dave Chappelle? I heard of him. Um, he was attacked this week. What happened? Uh, he was doing his comedy routine, and an audience member came up. Was it Will Smith? Uh, it was not Will Smith. Okay. It was not Will Smith. <laughs> but Chris Rock was there, I believe. Okay. And it was he was, injured? Uh, I, I don't know that he was injured. I think the person that attacked him was injured because of how the security guards really? responded to it. But um, hmm. we're living in crazy times. We Do you ever think of that happening to you guys, like when you're preaching? Um, Does it ever cross your mind? I actually had that roll through my mind this week, okay. believe it or not. Okay. Yep. And I won't go into details. Right. But um, when you have people that are not happy with you, yeah. you wonder sometimes, sure. will that play out? It's so. nice to have security Absolutely. and, uh, you know, some people you around for that. security at your church? Yep. Yeah. Well, sort of. Yeah. yeah. We, we need to uh, develop that more. Mm -hmm. yep. Hey, I wanted to tell you guys something that yeah. happened to me this week. I got yeah. to meet a um, Danville area um, resident, uh, yes. Daniel Chapel. Daniel Chapel yeah. yeah, from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. He's been with us, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we had a, just a great couple of days in Kansas City at the uh, National FCA headquarters yeah. for the uh, National Board Chair Summit. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. he's a good guy. Brian Carpenter from our community is moving into an FCA role alongside Daniel, trying to raise money. We had him on. Uh, a couple weeks ago, but I love FCA. Yeah. I love the impact just, that they make. Just a great um, emphasis right now yeah. throughout East Central Illinois and in our area, which is called North Central Illinois, yeah. uh, where we're just trying to do everything that we can think of uh, to get um, you know Christ to the student athletes of yeah. our area. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of people around here are into that, and yep. uh, we're just really excited about the opportunities. And it's good what? stuff. And guys, I don't know if you can believe this or not, but we're down to 20 seconds. Wow. It's been a great morning jeff thank you, you for bet. making the drive over from leroy steph mm -hmm. thanks for another great mm -hmm. week and uh, again thank you for listening to direct line for our good news segment on the way out happy mother's yeah. day and i just echo the words of jeff let's keep our eyes and ears open for mm -hmm. those that are struggling on this day mm -hmm. and let's yeah. just make sure that it's a day that we have a lot of salt we have a lot of light we mm -hmm. have a lot of love mm -hmm. so on behalf of jeff mayfield and my friend steph this is greg saying so long we'll catch you next week on direct line